It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's finally here. It is NFL Draft Week. Happy Monday to you all. We are only four days away from the first round of the NFL Draft. We'll find out who the Carolina Panthers are taking at 8th overall, if they do in fact take someone at 8th overall, and in fact they take anyone at all in the first round, everything is on the table. We'll get into all of that and more right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. I am your host, Julian Council, and we are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much Anywhere you get your podcast found. Also, Odyssey, the new Odyssey app. So you can find us anywhere where you get your podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. Make sure to tweet at me as we will be having our weekly mailbag every Friday. This Friday, not quite sure. But I want to do a mailbag on Wednesday or Thursday prior to the draft. I answer some of your last-minute draft questions. Hoping to add a draft guest this week to get even more in-depth as the Carolina Panthers will be on the clock Hopefully taking number eight pick overall on Thursday evening in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft in Cleveland. But we'll see what's going to happen. On today's show, going to react to what Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer had to say in their pre-draft press conference on Friday. Also, some thoughts on the Ravens and Chiefs trade that's in Orlando Brown to Kansas City to be their left tackle. I talked about a couple weeks ago how I put the Carolina Panthers should be looking in on that trade. Scott Fitterer did say, the Panthers general manager, that the Panthers would be in on all trades when he took the job. I'm not sure whether he was in on that trade, but it was one I thought the Panthers potentially could have been on. But I'm very curious, considering the Chiefs' reasoning for why they decided to take Orlando Brown, if the Carolina Panthers should be thinking twice about what they want to do there at number eight, especially as it pertains to left tackle. But let's start off with what we heard on Friday as Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer spoke to the media as the first time they are paired together as head coach and general manager of the Carolina Panthers. And I've been speaking about this, and I've said this a few times. I'm not sure what I've said it since doing this podcast, the Locked On Panthers podcast. But once David Tepper, the Panthers owner, started basically bringing in his own guys. That was Matt Rule last offseason. That's Scott Fitter this past offseason, of course, after he fired Marty Hernio two weeks left in the season. Once he started bringing in his own guys, all I was really concerned about 
was that everyone in that organization from owner on down was on the same page. That everyone felt the same way. Not necessarily they thought the same way, but they all could come to an agreement on how the organization should be run, how things should be aligned. And as long as there was alignment, there was a cohesiveness, I would be happy with the alignment of the Carolina Panthers front office. And you could see on Friday with those two working together that they certainly seem to enjoy being around each other, which is good. You want to like the people you work with. If they don't like each other and there's a power struggle, then that doesn't lead to a functional relationship. That leads to dysfunction within the organization. That's something that we do not want to see when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. So I really enjoyed this quote from Matt Rule talking about the vision and the collaborative nature of the Carolina Panthers front office right now. Saying, to me, it's all about vision. It's about the Carolina Panthers, from Scott to every coach to every scout, understanding the vision of the type of player we want, the type of team we want to build, and the vision at each position. When people see the vision the same way, they might not agree on the player, but they understand the vision and you end up bringing in the right players. I think it's been unbelievably collaborative. I never want groupthink. I don't want it in our coaching staff. I'm sure Scott doesn't want it on his personnel staff. If we all think the same way, no one's thinking. But what we do want is discussion, conversation. People say collaboration. Sometimes collaboration is disagreeing and arguing. So I think we have a great thing going. And I love to hear that from Matt Rule. Because as long as he and Scott Fitterer and everyone on the coaching staff and everyone on the personnel side of things and the owner, as well as David Tepper, are all on the same page, that's all that really matters. Obviously, you want to get the picks right. You want to win football games. But for me, if they're on the same page and they succeed together, perfect. If they're on the same page and they don't succeed together, while that would suck, at least they all were on the same page. And that's not always them agreeing on players, but they all agree, agree on a philosophy, on a culture, on a vision. That's what I want to hear when it comes to Carolina Panthers. And I'm very happy to hear that when it comes to Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer and their relationship as we are days away from the 2021 NFL Draft. And of course, we'll start off here too, as I'm going to give you my takeaways. But of course, the question of the week will be, what are the Carolina Panthers going to do with the eighth pick? And in particular, will they take a quarterback if given the opportunity? Now, Bridget Condon, go ahead and shout her out. Thank you for this question. Thank you for the content that I'm sure we were going to get into anyway. But she did ask, you know, about his time back in Seattle, that being Scott Fitterer and the whole quarterback situation. And if there's a quarterback that they like currently amongst the top five quarterbacks in the NFL draft, of course, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, not going to be Carolina Panthers. Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, all could potentially be Carolina Panthers. But as I've said, and has been reported that the Carolina Panthers don't seem to be very high on Mac Jones or Trey Lance, but they are intrigued by Justin Fields. So when asked about if one of those top five quarterbacks fits the Carolina Panthers better than the others, Scott Fitterer said yes had a little pause, then a chuckle. I think we all know who that might be. Now, I don't. we don't know for sure, but I think we know who that probably is. Because they know they're not getting Zach Wilson. They know they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. But they might have an opportunity to get Justin Fields. And I've already spoken about it. I think it was two weeks ago I said that why it doesn't make sense to take a quarterback at eight. I've warmed up to it slightly. It would still annoy me. Like, okay. If this is a situation and scenario that plays out, that Justin Fields is at, there at 8 and the Carolina Panthers take him at 8, 
Would I be happy that the Panthers drafted Justin Fields? Yes. I've said he's the second-best quarterback in this draft. That's what I believe. Behind Trevor Lawrence, he's the second-best quarterback. I've also brought up how in that semifinal game against Clemson, where he absolutely torched that defense, that he outplayed Trevor Lawrence in that game. So that's two years in a row where Trevor Lawrence was outplayed by Joe Burrow, who went number one overall, looked really good with the Bengals last year before getting injured, and then this year, getting outplayed by Justin Fields. I'm not saying Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think they're that far apart. I think Justin Fields has an opportunity to be a really good player. So, yes, I would be happy they draft Justin Fields. Would I rather have Justin Fields than Sam Darnold? You bet your ass. 100% I would rather have him over Sam Darnold. Would I be annoyed that the Carolina Panthers traded three picks for Sam Darnold when he was a bum in New York for three seasons? Yes, I would be very annoyed about that. I'm already kind of annoyed about that because... They're just throwing darts at the quarterback wall and hoping that one of them sticks and that's the right guy. And I asked, what is the plan? So right now, it's Sam Darnold. Last year was Teddy Bridgewater. For a time being, for a couple weeks, presented by Honeywell, it was Cam Newton. So what exactly is the plan quarterback-wise? If they take Fields, then he's the starting quarterback. Maybe not right away, but he's the franchise now. Darnold can have one year, but you don't pick up that fifth-year option. And speaking of that fifth-year option, Joe Person of The Athletic asked, Matt Rule, not Matt Rule, but he asked Scott Fitterer, what is the plan there with the fifth-year option? And Scott Fitterer said they have a strong plan in place. And it was later asked also by another reporter, I think it was Elena Getzenberg from the Charlotte Observer. She asked about DJ Moore, who needs to have his fifth-year option also exercised by May 3rd, two days after the NFL draft. That hasn't happened yet, but they have a strong plan in place for both of them. DJ Moore, obviously, they're going to take his. I would be shocked if they don't. But Sam Darnold, if things play out to where at 8 they stay there and they take Justin Fields, then did they just give up a 6, a 2nd, and a 4th just for a one-year rental? Potentially. But here, And at the end of the day, here's the thing. it's I don't like the idea, especially where this seems like a, an organization, and Peter King had said it last week in his Football Morning America that he thinks Carolina Panthers – or an organization that are going to try to get more picks than what they have. I believe that they value draft picks. I truly do that. So it would be very hard for me to understand them valuing draft picks, but yet throwing away draft picks of Sam Darnold. I do believe they do take Justin Fields. They'll find a way to trade back to try and get back a second or fourth round pick that they're giving away in next year's draft, which they sent to New York for Sam Darnold. Like it would be the ultimate cover your own ass move for the Carolina Panthers. And this is, what Josh Norris said, he's a Charlotte guy, his own podcast, formerly used to be in the Rams um, office and used to do stuff for NBC Sports, Roto World. He, he, he said this, that like a Panthers trade at number eight could recoup a 2022 second round pick, which they gave up for Darnold, a true cover your ass move. If Sam sucks and they got to basically move on. But how are you going to be able to recoup that if, say, you don't move from eight and you take Justin Fields, you can be able to get that if you trade out at second at 39. Do you want to trade out at 39? Because if you don't take... A left tackle there, you take a quarterback, then who's going to protect Justin Fields? Because again, outside of Taylor Moten, I'm not a huge fan of anyone else on this offensive line right now. So it's going to be interesting the next couple of days to see what happens. But I did like the fact, in a way, it was it entertained me that Scott Fitter when asked, if there's one of those top five guys you like more than others that fits into what you want to do, and a little slight chuckle, and yes, yeah, there is a guy, and that guy might be Justin Fields, who... Is kind of in the quarterback of the hour lately for the Carolina Panthers. A couple weeks after the Carolina Panthers traded for Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. 
So more of my thoughts on what else Scott Fitter and Matt Rule said on Friday in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly price. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. So looking back on Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule's pre-draft press conference on Friday morning, some of my takeaways already talked about at number eight. Looks like they have some thoughts that maybe they could take a quarterback out there. Everything is certainly on the table for the Carolina Panthers, including trading back. Now, the reports came out last week from Adam Schefter that the Carolina Panthers had spoken to multiple teams about potentially trading back and that they certainly are interested in that at some point in the draft. And I, I do believe, it might not be at eight, but I do believe that the Carolina Panthers will at some point in the draft, maybe in the middle rounds, will trade back and try to earn more picks. I do think that's going to happen Peter King had said it. This is a team he believes is trying to get more picks. At least that's probably what he's heard. This is a team that's trying to get more picks. So I do believe at some point in time that they will trade back. It might not be from eight, but it's going to happen. So you probably hit up bet online and see what odds you can get there for the Panthers trading back. So Scott Fitter says that the Panthers have talked to at least five teams about trading back at various points in the draft. He also mentions that there's a drop-off. And we've talked about it. I read the quote last week from his introductory press conference where in Seattle, they felt to a certain point in time between about 15 and 19 that those guys, that you had to drop off after that and basically the 20 to 40, the first part of the second round and the late part of the first round were all the same players. Now also, Scott Fitter spent a lot of times in Seattle picking in the 30s and picking in the late 20s and not picking in the top 10, something Seattle has not done since 2010. So, the Carolina Panthers are used to, unfortunately, picking in the top 10. And this is a rare opportunity for Scott Fitterer to get the kind of player that this team potentially could get that could change the course of the franchise. And that could be a quarterback. It could be someone else as well. 
and we'll see who that will be. So Federer says that there's a drop-off after the first 15 to 19 players this year, which is aligned with what he previously said, but notes that it's a strong second round, which is important at 39. Maybe they want to stay at 39, or maybe they want to trade back into the second round like they did last year, where they selected Jeremy Chin, who immediately became a cornerstone player for the Carolina Panthers in that secondary and at linebacker last year. Scott Federer also later on said that the Panthers have 16 first-round grades on their board currently. So when he talks about the drop-off from 15 to 19, really the drop-off is past 16. And when you look at the teams that Carolina could trade with, I've already brought up nine with Denver, which make perfect sense. You're not going very far back. You could still probably get the same player at eight as you would get at nine. At 15 is New England. I brought this up. Joe Persons brought this up. Jonathan Alexander of the Observers brought it up. I think a lot of people have generally brought up the New England Patriots and what they want to do, especially at quarterback. Now, say Justin Fields is gone. I think if Fields is not going to be a Carolina Panther, then I hope he's going to be a San Francisco 49er. I want him to succeed. I like the kid, at least from what I saw from Ohio State. I don't know him personally at all, but still, I like the kind of player he is. And I've hated all of that surrounded him with the draft and all this pre-draft nonsense that I completely hate. And I think it would be awesome for him to get the opportunity to go to San Francisco and play in Kyle Shanahan's system. It might suffer the Panthers down the road because that is an NFC team and a team that you're going to have to get by to go to the Super Bowl one day, hopefully, if this organization with Matt Rule and Scott Federer can turn it around and get in that position. So that would suck down the road, especially Panthers can't find a quarterback. But still, if Fields is not going to be on the board, which I think is the only quarterback and also what has been reported as the only quarterback the Panthers are probably going to be looking at there at eight. The whole wink and nod that Scott Federer gave us on Friday morning, it's not going to be Mac Jones, it's not going to be Trey Lance. I'm going to assume Trey Lance is probably gone too. So we get to, we get to eight and Mac Jones is on the board. And Bill Belichick, as we know, is good friends with Nick Saban, two of the goats of their industry, best college coach of all time in Nick Saban and best NFL coach of all time in Bill Belichick. And I'm sure Bill and Nick have had plenty of conversations about Mac Jones. And all the scouts seem to love Mac Jones. There's a scout who's saying this might be the smartest quarterback I've ever evaluated. Which, okay, cool. Mac Jones. McCorkle. Smart guy. Obviously the Panthers aren't drafting a guy named McCorkle. What team would want to draft a guy named McCorkle? Which is why I never understood why the 49ers, they traded up. Hold on, let me tell you. They traded two future first rounders and swap picks this year to draft a dude named McCorkle. No, but New England might have. And Bill Belichick has been very aggressive this offseason in free agency with the signings of guys like John U. Smith and Hunter Henry trying to get back that 12 personnel that they had that was really successful when they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. They went out and got Kendrick Bourne. They um, re-signed uh, Kyle Van Noy. They've been super aggressive, New England has. And they don't want to have the kind of season they had last season. And they've given Cam Newton some weapons and the question, though, is Cam Newton going to be the guy past this season? Even if he plays well, is he going to be the, the long-term option in New England? I think a lot of people would probably lean on no, especially if the Pats trade up and go get a quarterback, whether it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones, whoever might be there at eight, assuming Justin Fields is gone. So for Carolina, given that Scott Fitterer and his organization have only given the 16 players on their 155-player board first-round grades, I don't see them trading anywhere past New England at 15. That they want to be right there at 15 where they can still get a player that they think is a first-round pick and can make an impact for this organization. And if they do that, 
to bring back the whole cover your own ass with the Sam Darnold stuff. You trade out, you can definitely get a second round pick. And because it's a quarterback too, you could probably get a first round pick in next year's draft. Potentially. But at the very least, you're going to get back that tra that uh, trade capital that you sent to New York to the Jets to bring in Sam Darnold, especially if he ends up not working out. Now, if that happens, then I would assume the Carolina Panthers probably would want to have the uh, exercise of fifth year option. But at the very least, they do get that capital back for 2022 to where if Darnold ends up not being any good and the struggles continue from New York, they can use that to move up or get another quarterback next offseason. So hopefully they're not in that situation, but that is how things potentially could play out for Carolina if they do, in fact, trade with New England. So again, I don't see them going anywhere past that 15 pick. Of course, 16 as well, where Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals sit. So there's that. Also, Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule talking on Friday before the draft when asked about the deepest positions of need and also the deepest positions in the draft, just in general, what they said was the deepest positions in the draft, Federer said, corner, offensive tackle, and wide receiver. Now, I've already said it before, like wide receiver, it's going to be deep every year moving forward. This wide receiver class is not going to be any different than next year's wide receiver class or the one after that. I believe that there's going to continue to be really strong wide receivers just based off of the offenses that are run in high school all the way through college and now that's coming into the NFL. There's going to be so much talent that at the point where you don't really need to pay your wide receiver unless he's one of the top guys in the league. That's why I never wanted Curtis Hammond to be re-signed even if they had the cap space because he was going to be the fourth option behind Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. And they could go out there and sign a guy like David Moore like they did. Or they could draft someone in the third or fourth round and get the same production eventually that they got from Curtis Samuel last year. But I really feel like the only reason Curtis Samuel had that production last year was, yes, one, Joe Brady being his offense and being the offense coordinator. And two, Christian McCaffrey missing 13 games. He was not going to play that well again this year in Carolina in this offense with Christian McCaffrey back, in my opinion. Even with a quarterback change. So, wide receiver, of course, you can find that later on in the draft. So, that, yeah, that makes sense. Cornerback. They like the top three in Sertan and Horn. Farley, they like to, but according to Joe Person of The Athletic, the medicals do concern him. He had a back procedure, and to be this young, to have back problems, that's something that would definitely scare me off, too, if I'm an organization. So there's that. Off the tackle. That is also something that is deep. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But he also said one more thing about best player available. There's some obvious position that we can upgrade, but we're just going to take the best player available. That's what we did in free agency. We filled a lot of needs. We're a build-through-the-draft kind of team, and that's what we want to do, take the best player available. And that's a philosophy I agree on. The Panthers have given themselves the options, because of free agency, to draft a quarterback if they want, a wide receiver if they want, a tackle if they want, a corner if they want, a linebacker. They have the options to go anywhere at 8 or at 15 if they do trade back that far with the Patriots. I just wonder, now looking at what happened on Friday afternoon with a trade with the Ravens and Chiefs for Orlando Brown, if they might just kind of rethink that a little bit, knowing that one of those three positions in terms that are the deepest and that we know are in need for them, if one of those might be a little bit more important and that they should be focusing on that, in terms of their thoughts about best player available in this draft. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. Yep, deliciouser is a word, folks. 
Write it down, look it up in the dictionary. There's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp. There's also the 12 original flavors that include peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, and peanut butter brownie. But here's the cool thing. If you're a fan of raspberry and orange, which are two flavors that they have, and you also want chocolate, well, you're in luck. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Now, you hear that, and you think, all right, 100% chocolate. You got peanut butter in there. You got brownie. There's no way. No way these are healthy. Well, you'd be wrong. Built Bars are great for anyone who's health conscious. They're great for anyone who's trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and great for anyone who's on a keto diet or anyone who's on a diet at all and wants something as delicious as a Built Bar. Now quickly, go to BuiltBar.com where with your purchase, you could earn a free cooler while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Kansas City Chiefs on Friday made a trade that I was hoping the Carolina Panthers would be able to make sometime this offseason as the Chiefs traded for Pro Bowl tackle Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. The Chiefs got Orlando Brown, of course, a 2021 second-round pick and a 2022 sixth-round pick, while the Baltimore Ravens received a 2021 first-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and then a 2022 fifth-round pick. Now, all that's well and good. The Chiefs gave it their first-round pick because they felt better off getting a known commodity in left tackle Orlando Brown, or at least he's a right tackle but once he played left tackle with Ronnie Stanley going out last year due to injury with Baltimore, and he said that I want to be a left tackle because he understands that's where you get the money in the NFL, at left tackle. So the Chiefs are going to work on a contract for Orlando Brown as well. He wants to be a left tackle. And I felt like the Carolina Panthers, who have a massive hole at left tackle, should have been in on that trade. Not saying that they weren't. I don't know if they were or not. But that certainly was something I was like, hey, need a left tackle? If you don't like Sewell or you don't like Slater or they're both gone and you trade back, that could be an option later on in the draft. Well, it's no longer an option as Kansas City now has attained Orlando Brown to be their left tackle. And an organization has gone out there and has really sought out to protect their quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Which I believe right now, whether Sam Darnold is going to be the franchise or not, I don't know. And if Fields is gone at eight, or whatever quarterback that they like at eight is gone. And they say that we're going to just go best player available and our best player available is not a quarterback. We're going to trade back. There's no quarterbacks available. They should be focusing on building around Sam Darnold. You already have the weapons offensively with McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and David Moore and Dan Arnold, hopefully, as a pass-catching tight end. You only have one tackle, one lineman on the roster that I think anyone has full trust in in right tackle Taylor Moten, and he might not be here in Carolina past his upcoming season. So... There is a priority, in my opinion, to build this offensive line and to be able to protect Sam Darnold. Or if it's going to be 
Justin Fields be able to protect him, or if it's Mac Jones, or if it's Trey Lance, or whoever the future quarterback is, they need to do something on the offensive line. I applaud Carolina for re-signing John Miller to one-year deal, to re-signing Trent Scott, who had to play at left tackle and beat out Greg Little in the times that Russell Kuhn went out. I applaud them and bring back those guys. I give them credit for at least trying to find guys in free agency like Pat Elfline and like Cam Irvin, the two first signings that they made on that Monday where the legal tampering period began in the NFL. I don't like either one of those signings, but I at least appreciate that they went out there and tried to address a very obvious position of need and a unit of need, really, outside of right tackle. That being said, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network said one of the driving forces for the Chiefs to complete this trade for Orlando Brown was the serious doubt of a top-tier tackle will be available at pick number 31. Now, the Panthers said, and a lot of people have said this, that this is a very deep offensive tackle draft. While that might be true, I have seen reports that this is not necessarily a deep tackle draft when it comes to left tackles. Yes, you can put these guys at right tackle, that could work, but the Chiefs needed a left tackle. The Panthers need a left tackle. A lot of teams need a left tackle. And outside of Panay Sewell, there might not be that many. Rashawn Slater, I've seen the reports that some teams have him as their number one tackle. The Panthers value positional flexibility. He has that. He could be a guard. He could be a left tackle. But that is concerning to me. That Mel Kuyper Jr. has been doing this for a long time. He's been right. He's been wrong a lot of times. But he's been doing it for a while. And he knows organizations. He knows people and scouts within all this. He has him listed as a guard in his top 10 of positions in the NFL. In terms of he's got his top 10 for quarterbacks, wide receivers on his list. He does not have him as a tackle. He has him listed as a guard. There are people who are concerned about the arm length of Slater. And when asked about that, Fitter said he's not concerned about that. But yes, you want ideally guys who are corners have long arms and the offensive linemen who have long arms, especially if they're going to be a tackle. But there's a concern about that. So if he's better suited as a guard, it's not a little concerning if there's going to be guys, say, at 39 at left tackle. Are, are you going to be able to find a tackle who could be your starting left tackle this year or in the future in this year's draft if you don't get Panay Sewell? And I'm saying that if Panay Sewell's not on the board, I'm saying that if they trade back and he is on the board, I'm just thinking that the Carolina Panthers have to give some more thought. And I'm sure they're doing this. I'm not saying anything that they haven't heard before. They know it well, way better than I will ever know and way better than I know it currently. But still, just one man's opinion and I've already brought up last week how offensive linemen are the surest bets when it comes to getting a second contract from the organization. I just believe that we need to give even a closer look at trying to attain a left tackle. I'm obsessed over this. And you will never hear me talk about this again. Past Thursday, if they go out there and get a left tackle, you'll never hear me talk about it again. I'll be done forever. Talk about left tackle. I'm sure you're sick of me talking about Panay Sewell and rioting and burning down the city of Charlotte. They don't get him if he's on the board. I swear to you, I will never say the word left tackle again. That combination, that position, I'll never mention it again if they address it at eight. If they don't, then I'm never going to stop talking about it until they figure it out. That's how obsessed I am. I just, I feel it's again. If they get him, great. But like, who's going to protect them? Are you putting your quarterback in a situation or they're going to be protected. Yes, you have the weapons around them. But are they going to be able to actually make the plays? Or are they not going to have a lot of time like last year with Teddy Ridgewater? 
that's just where I stand right now. We are still a couple days away from the NFL draft. We'll have all these answers soon. I can't wait to get those answers. I can't wait to ask answer more of your questions. And I cannot wait for all the nonsense that's going to keep going on this next week to finally end. So that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by me, Julian Council. We are a part of Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on the new Odyssey app, and pretty much wherever you find your podcast. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Going to figure out when we can do a mailbag this week. Don't think we're going to do one on Friday, considering that is the day after the first round of the NFL Draft and leading into rounds two and three that night. But I'll let you know when I know what the plan is the rest of this week. I love y'all. Appreciate the support. I'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.